0: Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians, You Do Not Want to Miss It. Just don't forget to put code ABIDINGFREE for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at ChasingSacred.com.
1: Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom— freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable, and it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want.
0: But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between, because this podcast is about living from the truth that, yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free.
1: Friends, this is Kristen. Welcome back to the Abiding Free Podcast. And I'm so grateful for our topic today. This is part of our six week series on the life of Jesus. If you haven't done so already, we would welcome you to download the free Life of Jesus Bible Reading Plan. It's a six week Bible reading plan that leads up to Easter. Or you know what? You may not be doing this during Easter and you could still download it. This is a Bible reading plan through the Gospels, looking at the life of Jesus. And I just can't recommend enough that um, at least one time during the year you study through a gospel or the gospels, all of them. Um, Really, the gospels are the climax of the Bible when Jesus came and when Jesus lived, died, and when He rose again. And this is really what we're doing is we want to focus on the life of Jesus because we want to love and worship and know our savior more. And so again the that Bible reading plan will be linked in the show notes. It's free and you can download it at anytime, anytime even past this, you know, way past this podcast date. So All right, let's get to it. We are going to be talking about some of of an interesting topic today. This has become a more popular thought and idea from a relatively large group of, you know, some believers and leaders. Um, And I think this is so important to talk through in our Life of Jesus series. I even recently saw a prominent theologian who I really respect kind of indicate this new and growing thought. And so I thought, oh, goodness, I would love to talk through this. And so this is what it is. This is the question: Are Jesus's words in Scripture more important than Paul's? There is a new kind of a a growing, you know, expression that I've that I've been hearing that you know Jesus's words are more important than Paul's or the rest of Scripture in the Bible. So we should elevate those, and you know that obviously means then somewhat diminish, you know, the other words. So let's talk about this. You know, I I first just want to say, you know, friends, anytime that we see a new thought or idea about God's word, particularly a significant one, that really should cause you to pause and even maybe raise a red flag. You know, think of the weight of this, what this new argument would be carrying. So if we're saying that, you know, Paul's words are not as significant as Jesus's, this really— diminishes the authority of all of Scripture. And so we're talking about, right, that authority of the Bible of Scripture as a whole. So let's ask that question again. Are Jesus' words, as recorded in the Gospels, more important than Paul's or essentially any other words? And, you know, I just want to say we at Abiding Free feel this is not biblical, and we're excited to explain why. And I just want to say we're not doing this to make some— you know big argument or because we want to be right this is because we love the bible this is because we believe that god's word all of it the entirety of scripture needs to be upheld and this this goes into a lot of other topics that are growing in our culture right now right people want to cherry pick certain things out of the bible and that is really significant and you know i want to be honest too sometimes i hear these topics right and we just want to like bury ourselves under a rock. Like, Oh, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to hear about these controversial things. But because this is something that I've been hearing more and more, there are certain things, right guys, that we need to at least have an idea of like, why is this argument being made and why is it just not true? So, okay, let's get, let's go, let's go for it. Right. Let's dive in. So, um, Obviously, so here at Abiding Free, again, we believe that the entirety of Scripture um, has equal um, value and authority. And what I want to start by saying is that, you know, we have to be clear. What we are not saying is that Paul— in and of himself is as important as Jesus. And why are we talking about Paul? Let me just say that first, because Paul wrote a significant portion, most of the New Testament, right after the gospel. So um, that's why we want to be talking about him. And this is really um, just, again, a new thought line that has been growing. And so again, we are not saying that Paul himself is Is um, equalizing his importance to Jesus, or saying he is perfect like Jesus? Uh, We know that because in Philippians two ten, Paul says, "At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth." Paul here, right, is saying his own knee should bow to Jesus. Paul expresses his worship of Jesus and God all over the New Testament, but that is just one example. And additionally. We also are not saying that Paul is sinless like Jesus. You know, Paul says in Romans, right, that I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good as it is. It is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. Okay. So Paul, what is he doing here? He's saying, I'm a sinner. Like I'm not perfect. And gosh, I read that passage. And I'm like, thank goodness, because sometimes I do read about Paul and I think, who is this guy? Like, he just seems like he's perfect. He's like the perfect missionary. And, But no, he over and over, he's telling us like, I am a sinner. Like I have this sinful nature living inside of me. So again, when we're answering the question, are Jesus's words more important than Paul's? And essentially here at Abiding Free, we're saying, no, in Scripture, the entirety of Scripture holds full authority. We're not saying that Paul is an equal to perfection or importance as Jesus is. Jesus, right, is the Son of God, the Messiah, the perfect Savior. He is God, and no human being is equal to Jesus. Um, Paul was a sinner like each of us. And, you know, I think it's important we start that way because for some, they attach this point to the question we are asking today. And, you know, a lot of people also take this view and look at the New Testament letters and Peter, Paul, and other words and say, this is where this argument comes from. Well, Jesus didn't say it, so I will stick with what He did say. Friends, again, this is a huge statement because there are a significant amount of theological instruction, doctrines, moral instructions given after the resurrection of Jesus, right? So really think about the implications of this. And, you know, again, we see in scripture that, you know, it says, Jesus says to his disciples, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, so Jesus had told his disciples that he is going to be telling them more. He, te- he tells them more through the Holy Spirit later. Okay, so let's keep going. So first off, another thing we want to talk about is that Though Jesus was obviously on earth prior to the books written after the Gospels, He commanded us to believe and obey the entirety of Scripture. And this is a great question I think gets asked is like, you know, or people say, oh, Jesus didn't really, you know, think the whole Bible was true. Like he just really upheld his words. No, I mean, over and over again, Jesus talks about the Old Testament verses, you know, and he says in John 5, 46 through, four, five, or through 47, he said, If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. If you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? In Luke 16, 31, Jesus said, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. So what is Jesus doing in these passages? Well, Jesus is saying these words are as true as my own words. And if you don't believe those words, you can't fully believe his words. Again, he isn't saying the writers, you know, Moses, the prophets are equal to him, but he is saying that their words are inspired by God and are truth and are meant to be listened to just as his own words are. And Jesus continues to do this, right, in his teachings. An article, which we'll link in the show notes, called Do the Words of Jesus Have More Authority Than the Rest of Scripture by the Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry, pointed out that Jesus roots sexual morality, marriage, and family in the Genesis account of creation in both Mark and Matthew, and Jesus affirms the ark, the flood, and that it was a real judgment of God in Matthew and Luke. Jesus affirms the lives of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses and Mark. These are just some… And the same ministry, the Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry points out that Jesus uses phrases often like, Have you not read this scripture in Mark 12 to 10? Or have you not read the law? I mean, isn't that just so cool? I just love our Savior. It's like he's just so compassionate. He know, he knows, right, that we are going to be a people who doubt and struggle and face these cultural pressures and Face these, you know, arguments about the entirety of Scripture, and He's ready for us. He's ready and He's written it in His Word. Jesus regarded the Scriptures in the Old Testament as the very Word of God. Listen to this phrase in Matthew 20, 20, 22, 31. Have you not read what was spoken to you by God? I mean, there we go. Like He's affirming the Old Testament as really being spoken to by God. I mean, that that's it. Um, now, obviously, you know, we talked about how the New Testament letters and others that were written after Jesus's resurrection are not quoted by Jesus. They hadn't been inspired yet. But the important point um, is that to see here is that Jesus did see others' words as authoritative as His, right, when He was alive on earth he's very alive still i don't want to say he's not alive but when he was when he was um, dwelling on earth let's put it that way jesus quoted david you know as as inspired words of god and let's listen to some of the authority then that jesus gave to the disciples and the apostles he says the one who listens to you listens to me and the one who rejects you rejects me and he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. Luke 10, that's Luke 10, 16. So Jesus is saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be giving you guys the authority um, of the power of my words. Like, I mean, you, you heard it right there, right? The one who listens to you listens to me. He is making his words on an equal ground as those that the, the power that the apostles would be given um, for the scriptures. In Acts 1 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. Okay, so for a quick summary, right, of what we've discussed before we dive into the rest of the New Testament, Jesus over and over affirmed the Old Testament scriptures as authoritative in God's words. Furthermore, he then commissions and gives authority to the apostles and disciples. What did now what did Paul think of his own words? Well, we can go to 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 and and to see what he he thought of his own words. He tells Timothy. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. From Genesis to Revelation, all of God's words are inspired by Him. So both Jesus and Paul affirm the entirety of Scripture as inspired by God, by Jesus Himself. So in conclusion, um, we hope you saw today that number one— the life and words of Jesus affirm the entirety of Scripture, the authority of words other than his own that have been inspired by God. And again, I said this at the beginning, what, right? We're not just doing this to make a good argument or to ensure that our views are right. To me, whenever we are contending for the faith or the authority of Scripture, I just can't help but praise. I mean, this is worship. This is thanksgiving that we can trust His words. We can trust that what we have been given has all authority. We can trust that what He has illuminated to the church for the past thousands of years is true. What God has revealed to millions of believers in the majority of biblically sound Christian churches for the past 2,000 years right, is aligned with the authority of His word. I got to be honest, you guys. I— I love talking about this stuff. Combining apologetics with the love of our Savior. I mean, being able to uphold the authority of Scripture with somewhat of an apologetic is just such a beautiful thing. It strengthens my faith. I hope you know you refer back to this podcast. If you have any questions, reach out to us because if this is something that is kind of growing, this pervasive view of, oh, let's just listen to Jesus' words and the gospel's. We've got to be ready, right? And we don't have to know everything, but God can equip us.
0: God can ready us. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love.
1: Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom.
0: Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.